Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the latest edition of the Sixer Standard Podcast. It's been a while. It really has been a while, but we are back here, and I think we're going to be back for the long run. We're going to be pumping out episodes every single week. Of course, since we haven't recorded an episode in a while, this one's going to be a busy one. We're going to talk about the draft. Did Daryl Morey make the right decision? Was it the right move for him not to trade the pick? In free agency, we're going to talk about all the players staying, leaving, coming in, new players. We're also going to talk about Ben Simmons. Hint, hint. Spoiler, nothing has changed. And last, we'll dream for the likes of Damian Lillard and Kawhi Leonard. Of course, as always, just like Ben Simmons hasn't on that front, nothing's changed. On this front, nothing's changed too. I'm still here with my friend Noah Mofsowitz. Noah, hey. we were chopping you around, looking for some trades around the league, but we found nothing as your value is going down. No, I'm kidding, Noah. How you doing? Yeah, I'm good, man. How are you? I am doing well. As we finally can get another episode uh, back here, we have a ton to talk about. Haven't done one of these in a month. We're going to yeah, start with it's the draft. Been a while. It, it has been a while. Uh, we're going to start with the draft. So we. The Sixers drafted, had three picks. They, they came into the draft with two picks. They bought a late second round pick for $2 million, I believe, for the Pelicans. It was very expensive. And uh, we're going to talk about all the picks. The first pick the Sixers had was Jaden Springer. Now, honestly, I did not do draft prep this year. Not I did that I do draft well. prep most years, but I did not do draft prep this year. You know the reason why? Because I did not think the Sixers were going to make this pick. Yet... They drafted Jaden Springer, who looks like, to me, a fine player. He could shoot the three ball at a high clip. He's not really scoring much, and he looks like a fine defender. I mean, he he looks like the kind of guy that's either going to be a fine role player or just be out of the league in a couple years. What are your thoughts on him? Um, So when they made the pick, I've I've been away for a while, so I couldn't really make a draft prep. But when they made the pick, I started watching his game and seeing what he, what's like his strengths and weaknesses are, because that's why I do with every player we draft. So I immediately saw his strength was the defense. He played very like pressure defense, like he was like up in the grill basically, like pressure. So he's a good defender and a very good on ball defender. But I do think the offensive game. Need some work, especially the shooting, even though we shot 41% from free. I don't know if it can translate to NBA. Yeah. I The thing about Springer with the three-point shot is he hasn't shot a lot of them. 1.8 per game, uh, and he's not being used at a really high rate. So I don't know if he's going to be in the rotation next year. We'll have to wait and see for that. But I know I was watching the entire draft. I watched the entire draft, by the way, the whole, the whole entire thing through the second round. But I was uh, watching the draft, you know, first pick, second pick, third pick. We're all the way down to 27, and the Sixers still haven't made a trade. And I was getting nervous. And as the pick came in, and as I realized, you know, and it was definite that the Sixers made the pick, I was really bummed. I really was. Because this shouldn't have happened. This is mismanagement from Daryl Morey, and it's been, as we were talking about yesterday, Noah, a really rough offseason for Daryl Morey so far as we're going to get into with the rest of this podcast, but uh, yeah, yeah, traded trade the pick because we're, we're going to get to this in a little bit. But 
The Sixers do not have a lot of wing depth, period. They don't. don't. So, sure, he can play the shooting guard, which I guess we don't have – well, we do have depth at shooting guard. I don't know why we drafted him. I don't. We needed a veteran player. We did. Because he seems like a fine player, but he's not going to contribute. This was the boring pick. This is the kind of pick you make as the situation states right here that you don't have anything else to do. So this is your last resort, just picking, you know, the guy. Yeah. As we move on to uh, the next pick, and I'm going to try to pronounce this guy's name. Uh, Bear with me here. His name is, I think it's Philippe Petrosov. Is that his name? Felipe? Philippe? I don't know. Okay. He's a guy from Europe. Yeah, so I believe he's from Serbia. He's a center who can, who's a good shooter. And then play overseas, obviously. Yeah, I think with Petrosov, he's a draft and stash guy. And the problem I have with draft and stash guys is they almost always never come to the yeah. U.S. to play basketball. He did play for he did play at Gonzaga, so he did come to the U.S. Yeah, but he is a good he is a good shooter that I am looking at right now. He shot forty one percent from free, and there's a good floor spacer. Yeah, for a big, so maybe he could have potential. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I doubt he's ever gonna play a game in a Sixers uniform. Drafting stash guys, probably not. Played. I think it's a waste of a pick. Uh, I don't know why you would draft someone that doesn't even want to play in the NBA. It's stupid, uh, but, you know, he, lo- he looked pretty good. Yeah. Meanwhile, we passed on Luca Garza, who was the best player in college basketball. People say he, don't, he doesn't have a lot of potential. I don't care. He does. Even though he's 22. Potential or not potential, he averaged 24 points as a center while shooting 44% from three. That's not something you pass up on. It's yeah. just not. It's not. The, the, the last pick the Sixers made in the draft is actually someone uh, – it, it was a good pick in my opinion. Uh, the best Charles B. in Philadelphia sports history, Charles Bassey. If you get that reference, Noah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bassey, Bassey looked good, I think. Yeah, he was um... – yeah, he got a five-star rating out of high school, and he was supposed – and he was actually once considered to be the number one overall pick, but a potential number one pick. But I don't think he's that anymore. But I think he averaged 17-11 and free, just what a center needs to do. Meanwhile, shooting the three ball at 30%, not a great clip, but he does shoot them. So yeah. – I think with the signing of Andre Drummond, which of course we'll also got to, we're covering a lot today. I don't know how much he's going to play, but putting up 17 on what was 18 and 12, uh, while you know being willing to shoot the three, and even while not shooting that at a high percentage, still shooting 59 percent overall, I, I think that's impressive. Yeah, it is. So overall, as we look back on the draft, Daryl Moore didn't trade a single pick. He didn't, and he should have. In fact, not only did he not trade for a pick, he traded 
to get a pick. Yeah, which sucked. So that's bad. I don't think that's bad because I mean, you know, the trade got a pick. We just we just bought it. It's not like we. Ah. Yeah, if we had give up stuff, it wouldn't be bad. But at, but at the same time, you're right. Because Petrosov's not going to come over. He's not going to play. No. So that's just kind of no. a waste. Yeah, it is kind of a waste. So next, after the draft, we have free agency. So there are a lot of players in free agency that... There were some that left already, like Dwight Howard, George Hill. There's some that we keep in, like Furkan Korkmaz and Vajon Tucker. And there are some that are going to be going, but haven't moved yet, like Danny Green. So, Ethan, what do you think about uh, free agency and what the Sixers did this year? I would chalk it up as another L. Because there hasn't been much movement. I want to go about, go through this one by one. So, we're going to go through... As Noah, he just gave us a little bit of a preview there. We're going to go through this one by one. We're going to go through the staying, keeping, and going. So first, we're going to go through the player. We're going to go through staying and going first. So the first player I have, this is a staying guy, Rajon Tucker, on a two-way deal. I think I think that's a good choice. You know, he's a high-flying, energetic player, always plays hard. So I think he's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good decision to keep. Then, uh, Korkma is another player that was staying. I think that is another amazing decision. We were talking about this a lot before, and I was saying that Furkan could go for about like seven, eight million, and that's what it'll probably get. And that's deep. And the Sixers should probably only pay seven. We got him for five million a year. That's good. That's I, I really said it's worth like five mil, in my opinion. Yeah. Korkmaz this year shot 37% from three, but uh, very good, very good jumper. Always improves on stuff throughout the offseason. So I think that worst comes to worst, he'll be starting. And, uh, you know, he knows other guys here and hard worker. Yeah, good player. And then there's some uh, leaving guys. So let's go to the ones who are leaving. We have any so there's George Hill and Dwight Howard. That line. Yes. So, George Hill, uh, any final he word much. for... He was... Shit. I was wrong about him. I thought he looked good until playoff. He looked good until the series against the Hawks. Then he just I mean, played like shit. He, I mean, he was horrible in the playoffs. He choked every single possible play. Yeah. So, George, uh, we've caught on. Okay, yeah. so stop hiding it from us. We know you're a double agent. We know you're, you know, a secret agent for another team. So you know, just keep that in mind that we know your secrets, George. You suck. <laughs> yeah. Bye. See you later. Yeah. See you later. Uh, the nice second guy, of course, Dwight Howard. It's funny. The report came out. He's come back to going back to the Lakers, and we're all like, "Yeah, sure. We know what happened." <laughs> yeah. But uh, Dwight yeah. Howard, in fact, is actually going back to the Lakers. On I believe a one year minimum deal, uh, yeah. Dwight actually wrote a pretty heartfelt note to the city of Philadelphia and the Sixers, which I'm going to read now, and we can talk about that. Here it is, Philly, Philly, Philly. If a picture could describe my experience in Philly, this 
if a picture could describe my experience in Philly, this, this is one. Pure love and joy. I'm sad our time together was short, but I must say I enjoyed every single moment. I'm go I'm definitely I'm go I'm I am gonna definitely miss Philly and the city and all the fans. Y'all show me so much love. And it did not go unnoticed. I love you. Thank you to the city of brotherly love. Three championship trophies, which Dwight, you did not help us win any. I'm gonna miss my frosty chance with the crowd. To my brothers, this year we came up short, but we had an amazing season. Thank you to the entire 76ers staff. We always be we will always be family. Here's the best part. And Ben, bend your knees. <laughs> As I stumble through that letter by Dwight Howard, uh, pretty gracious of him. Uh, I th- I don't think there's really anybody that didn't like him here. And, you know, his one season in Philadelphia definitely kind of, you know, yeah. knucklehead some of the time. But he was good. Uh, he, he, you know. Yeah, he's a good guy. But and, we'll yeah, talk I about his replacement in a second. So, His replacement's even better, which I no, love. No need to fret. Yeah. As so, the, we have I'll, one more player that could be potentially him. leaving, and we're going to talk about this a little bit. That's Danny Green. Danny Green, yeah. So there have been reports that the Sixers and Danny Green personally have not are nowhere close to a deal. So our guess is that Danny Green is probably going to leave Philly. And possibly it might be a sign and trade kind of thing where you sign to a de- with a team and then we get pieces back, like the Jimmy Butler sign and trade to Miami. Yeah, there has been a lot of interest around the league for uh, Green. So I, I think there's a good chance that we could potentially get something, whether it's a young player or a pick or something. But I would if if you're the Sixers right now, you definitely want to get something for Green. Yeah, definitely. And lastly, the best part of the free agency, the players that are coming to the city of Philadelphia. First, a power forward from the Utah Jazz, six seven, Georges Nyang. Yeah. I'm I'm happy yeah. about the signing. Really good, really Been in really Utah good. For one two, one two three four seasons, and he's done nothing but shoot the lights out of the ball. Forty two percent last season. Uh, didn't shoot great overall, barely above his three point percentage, but uh, he digs mostly threes. Four point one of his shots, four point one of his shots per game are threes. He only takes five point six. A very good role player. He does his job very well. Defensively, he's not the best. But also, you talk about making free throws, getting a guy like Andre Drummond, who we're talking about after, and having Ben Simmons, shooting 95% from the line is spectacular. Yeah. That is spectacular. Truly is. He's a great shooter. He's going to be a much better – he's going to replace Mike Scott. We actually now have a shooter at the fourth position – and that it's going to help us a lot come playoff time. Yes. And the last free agent we signed, only two of them so far, from the Los Angeles Lakers, a center 
multi-time NBA All-Star Andre Drummond. Wow. Just wow. What a Good signing sign. on a minimum contract. Yeah. I don't get why people are hitting on this. I think the fit is a little weird. But he signed for a minimum deal, which is really good. The thing about me with Drummond is that he is just better Dwight Howard. Yeah, and he doesn't foul as much. He, he He's not going to hack at people like crazy. He shoots a high percentage inside. Uh, he's a very good defender, amazing rebounder. So you see what he did early in his career in Detroit, you know, just being the number one, number two guy there. So I'm excited. Yeah. I'm really excited to have Drummond on our team. He's really, he's going to get a lot of rebounds. He can put stuff up in the best, get like offensive rebounds. He's a, one of the best rebounders in the league. He doesn't foul as much. He's He's still young. And maybe he'll come back next year if we do well with him. And try yeah. him. I, I would assume not because I think if he does well, he's going to get a bigger contract. But I, I love the fit with Drummond. I think he – It's going to help. It'll be alive. Backup center is a great idea. It will help Joe, Joe well and be alive. Alive. Yeah. As now we get to – I'm going to go to the dreaming section. As a report has gone out. This is from John Clark. Source confirms the Yaron Weitzman report that Sixers hired Phil Beckner. Now, who's a longtime trainer, be Damian Lillard. Who is Phil Beckner? As I just said, said he is a longtime trainer and former assistant coach for Damian Lillard. Is this a coincidence? Oh, hell no. Yeah. This is all part of the plan right here. I, I believe. Dang. I believe we signed Terry Harris to our summer league roster when we were trying to re-sign Tobias. Uh, it worked, but, you know, Tobias Harris Tobias Harris. This is a tactic to get Damian Lillard to come to Philly. Yeah, it is. Now, would I overreact to this? And I'll, and I'll ask for you after. But I'm going to say that this is a whole lot of nothing, and I'll tell you why. Do you think Damian Lillard is very close with this trainer? No. Do you think Steph Curry is close with his brother? No. Are you kidding well, me? Oh yeah, but of course. Well yeah. Really close with him. Well yeah, but right now they're like in different places, so no. No, 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 no. But they're close. Well, I mean, like yeah, but well yeah. Here's my thing. Here's my point. If this tactic was very meaningful, we would have Steph Curry in Philly right now because we have his brother. Hiring but his trainer from college 10 years ago, maybe it could help. I don't know. I don't have any information. I, I don't have an insight. It won't. It won't. I don't think that's going to move the needle that much, personally, in my opinion. It's not going to help. It won't help at all. Even though he's Dame's trainer and they're trying to recruit him. It it might help a tiny bit, but it's it's not really going to help at all. Yeah, I mean... Maybe he's a good trainer. 
I don't know. Maybe you can help Simmons or there's a you reason can help we some of the guys out. Right. So. So maybe you can help some of the guards out, like Maxi. You can train him a little bit, like he did. Yeah. Game. I think that his job is basically just to be there, you know, and, and then help the younger guys. Like I don't think he even yeah. he's gonna be doing anything. No. He's just there, you know, to try to move the needle which probably won't happen. But look, if Dame wants to come here, right, already is interested in coming here, and this is another, you know, thing, then he might, then, then this might be, you know, another minor reason. Yeah. So. Could be. I don't see it being a negative, but I certainly don't see it moving the, the positive. Much. Yeah. And now, finally, I wanted to talk about the trade. Even though Dame, even though we just talked about Dame's trainer, is even if we don't get Dame, is there anyone else? And will Simmons stay with the Sixers this summer? I'm going to say yes. I'm gonna also say yes. And the I reason he's I think he's going to stay here is a negotiation tactic. Nobody is getting close, and I mean close to the Sixers offer. Right. I mean, four first round picks. What? I mean, nobody's doing that right now. No one. I mean, even as a Sixers fan, I'm, I'm blushing reading that offer. Yeah, that is a ridiculous offer. But you know what? I think it's the right thing to do. Because. Just wait. Yeah. We have to wait to either get the value up or make someone be desperate enough to get him. It's not yeah. a good idea to trade him at his lowest point. And maybe if he's caught, if he improves a little bit and he has like these big games, we trade him then. Yeah. But I think Daryl needs to put off the impression that the Sixers are fine with keeping Dame. Or sorry, with keeping Ben. Is that the case? Of course not. He wants to get Ben out as soon as possible. But we have to make it seem like we're okay with Ben staying here. And we're not the ones that are urgent. That gives us trade leverage. That's something we need to have. Yeah, and Simmons is only 25. So if he needs to stay, then he can stay. But then I think to, to make this worth it, do we need a big trade package? Yeah, we need to trade him. Even if he improves a lot, I want. It. I mean, we need to trade him. At some point. Yeah, at some point, he needs to get the hell out of Philly. But. And if but we'll have to see. As we end off the show here, with one last thing, we haven't talked about this guy a ton because there hasn't been a lot of rumors about him in general. But. As Kawhi Leonard is a free agent and the Clippers yet again disappointed in the playoffs. The Clippers have no assets, no draft picks, no nothing. No nothing. Yeah. Would it be possible for Kawhi Leonard to come to the Sixers? Now I know what you're thinking. The Sixers have no cap space. But possibly. What if we did a sign and trade? I think the Clippers would much rather be able to get some compensation for Kawhi Leonard, like Ben Simmons, instead of just getting nothing. Now, 
I think this could be similar to a trade the Sixers did with Jimmy Butler. We were going to just sign him off. You know, he was going to sign away, but then we could get something. We got Josh Richardson. Is Josh Richardson as good as Jimmy Butler or even close? No, no. way, Jose. But was it something? Yes. Yes. I think the Clippers I'm going to say the same way. Yeah. I'm going to say this. What, and this is why I think Kawhi thinks. His Clippers team obviously disappointed. I think he need, he I think he wants to win a chip. Another one. He wants to he's on like a win now mode. I do think that his number one option is to stay with LA. But if he leaves, I think Philly, New York are in the conversation of getting him. And if and I think the Clippers rather we get him because we can do a sign and trade with Ben Simmons. I would disagree partially, and I'll tell you why. Kawhi would not want to stay with the Clippers if he wants to win another chip. They are financially handicapped. Their team, if anything, would get worse, not better, because they need to yeah. rip cap space. They have no draft picks to get better. It's just him and Paul George, and if Paul George leaves, it's just him. Yeah. So here's the thing with Kawhi, of course. Winning another championship would be for for any player to win a championship to improve their legacy, Kawhi Leonard's the one that it would improve the most. You know why? I don't think there's been a single player in NBA history, there hasn't been, to win three championships on three different teams. Uh, you're lying. Who because has? Because there has. LeBron really? James. He won with Cleveland, Miami, and LA. Oh, yes, you're right, you're right, right. So it'd be one of the two. Yeah, so he he would be one of the two to do it. I think the set I was thinking of is winning three. No, it wasn't three straight years. No, that was for Danny. Like, yeah, that was for Danny Green. Yeah, that was for Danny Green. Anyway, for Kawhi to win three championships on three different teams, one of them carrying by himself, something LeBron James never really did because he always had very good secondary pieces. I think that would improve his legacy drastically. I don't think he's going to And they improved LeBron's as well. When he won when he won with the Lakers, I improved yeah. his legacy a lot. Even though he was already a top two player at the time. It made his case even more improved. Definitely. But I don't think Kawhi's gonna win another championship in LA. I don't no. think I think there's even less Either New York in New York or Philly. I think Philadelphia is the place that he would win a championship to pair yeah. up with. And he does like, and what's it called? Remember in 2017 when they did that whole trade request out of San Antonio? Yeah. One of his locations was Philly. They wanted to play, either wanted to play for the Lakers, I believe also the Clippers because they're from LA, or the Sixers, or Philly. Philly yeah. was he one of his. Definitely like his. Preferred location. So as we end off the show here, I usually like to end off by looking at the upcoming schedule. <laughs> but of course, that's not we can't do that happening. The summer league, I believe, has started. Tyrese Max is on the roster along with a few other young players from the Sixers, like Isaiah Joe. Mm. Not really paying attention to that. You watch any of that? Oh, uh, what? Of the summer league, nah. I uh, might see some highlights, maybe of some of the rookies. How they do? 
Yeah, it's definitely that. That's the only thing I watch. Other than that, anything else? Uh, there is one. There actually is one more thing I want to talk about. Yeah, sure. This is like a kind of a question. Do you think Ben Simmons is fed up with all this shit and doesn't want to come back to Philly? Like he has no interest in returning to the Sixers. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'll tell you why. He is not entitled to have an opinion on this matter. Ben Simmons, as it stands right now, is the reason that the Sixers did not go further in the playoffs. It is crazy. He is to the me, reason. It is crazy to me, Noah. He was the reason. The T H E. The reason. And he and here's yes, the thing. Yes, he was. Oh, I thought I thought you were saying he wasn't. Okay, good. We've transformed from sending death threats to Ben Simmons and saying he shouldn't come back to sympathizing that he doesn't want to come back. Why? True. Because t- here, here's here's why. And I'm pretty sure psychologists would agree with me here. Time heals everything. That's not necessarily a good thing. I think Sixers fans right now need to remember how bad Ben Simmons was in that playoffs and how ineffective his his game plan was throughout those playoffs. Right yeah. now, I could not care less if he wanted to return or not. I 100% problem. He's here for four more years. So if he wants to, if he doesn't want to stay here, then too bad. Because Daryl's going to find the best offer, and it's not about him. It's about the Sixers. He's done nothing but hurt the Sixers organization in his entire career. He is almost as bad as Markel Fultz. Yeah. And the thing was him. He doesn't want to improve. He Look doesn't. Fultz. He's improved a lot. Since when he went, but he's improved. And you know what? The thing with Fultz is he's gone through a lot. Yeah, like that's like mental health outlet syndrome thing. That's not his fault. No, he just had injury, and he also had depression, severe mental health depression, and they had to go through that. Yeah, and that probably comes with uh, the thoracic outlet. You know, just playing mental games with yourself and thinking if you're ever going to come back, knowing that you were the number one player, and then. Yeah. Now you have this injury that no NBA player has ever been diagnosed with. This obscure injury. I, yeah, I don't Simmons know. doesn't. Simmons doesn't improve. Yeah. Anyway, thank you guys for listening to the Sixer Standard Podcast. We'll hopefully be back next week with another episode. Uh, we'll talk about the summer league next week and how that goes. We'll also talk about if there's any more free agency news. Any more rumors? Of course, there will be rumors. There are always rumors. Thank you guys for watching the Sixer Standard Podcast. It's been Ethan Koppelman and Noah Mofswitz. We will see you guys next week.